0: Extracellular vesicles are involved in the trafficking of molecules between cells, and there's emerging evidence that they may have a role in human disease. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Tushar Patel, the Dean for Research at the Mayo Clinic in Florida. Dr. Patel has co-authored a Frontiers in Medicine article on extracellular vesicles and disease. Dr. Patel, starting at the beginning, what exactly is an extracellular vesicle?
1: Thank you, Steve, for asking. Uh, Extracellular vesicles are really lipid-membrane-bound sacs or organelles that are released by most, if not all, cells into the environment. We recognize two main classes, but there may be more than this. Each one of these has different biogenesis, and there may be different subpopulations, and this has resulted in a variety of different terms that have been used to refer to these extracellular vesicles in the literature and in the past, terms like exosomes, ectosomes, microvesicles, microparticles, just to name a few. We generally are moving to using the term extracellular vesicles as a generic term that would refer to all of these types of secreted vesicles.
0: You say in your article that so far these extracellular vesicles have been defined by their size and not by their function. Do you see that changing, and if so, how?
1: There are multiple types of extracellular vesicles. The classical size discrimination referred to you know, exosomes and microparticles. So exosomes would be defined as having a diameter that was 150 nanometers or smaller, and their biogenesis involved formation through uh, their rough endocytic origin and formed by inward budding of the limiting membrane of multivesicular endosomes, and the size, therefore, was similar to that of the interluminal vesicles within the multivesicular endosome. We recognize that vesicles that may not have this biogenetic pathway could still have a similar size distribution, and so we do not rely on size alone at this time to define the specific type of extracellular vesicle.
0: What are some of the potential roles of these vesicles? So
1: extracellular vesicles have been observed to be really involved in many different physiological and pathological roles. And we're now starting to recognize that extracellular vesicles can facilitate intracellular communication between cells that might be in close proximity to each other, as well as between cells that might be quite distant from each other. They are released from most, if not all cells, but they can also be taken up by cells. And we have recognized that some of their content can have functional effects following their uptake uh, by recipient cells.
0: And some of that is good and some of that can be dangerous. Is that so?
1: That's absolutely correct. So, for example, extracellular vesicles have been studied in cancer models, and in some situations, the proteins within extracellular vesicles have been shown to modulate uh, gene expression and lead to transformation of non malignant cells. In other cancer settings, there have been a number of studies that have shown that extracellular vesicles may be involved in preparing what we call the metastatic niche of preparing distant tissues to facilitate cancer metastasis. So in some situations, their contents can result in unwanted effects.
0: What's their role as reflectors of tissue damage or disease? But That's a really
1: good question. As we recognize the physiological roles that extracellular vesicles have, we have also learned to recognize that they can be found in the circulation and in other body fluids. The functional relevance of the presence of extracellular vesicles in circulation leads us to believe that they might have some value in reflecting underlying disease processes and serving as biomarkers of disease.
0: You write in your article about cardiovascular disease and cancer. Both of those areas are crowded with failed biomarkers. So, Where do you think research into extracellular vesicles is most likely to lead to clinical use in regard to biomarkers?
1: There are still several gaps and limitations in our understanding of the potential to use extracellular vesicles as biomarkers of disease. So we're still in very early days right now. There is a growing body of evidence that shows and is suggesting that the contents of extracellular vesicles, such as specific RNA within the vesicles or proteins that are associated with the vesicles, can be reflective of underlying disease states and pathophysiological conditions. However, there are many challenges. So for example, in the circulation, a large proportion of circulating vesicles would be released from platelets and being able to separate out the vesicles and the contents of these vesicles that reflect a diseased tissue or diseased cell of origin may be difficult. We have several areas that need to be worked out before extracellular vesicles would be ready for biomarker. The potential is there, but there's still several limitations. We have to figure out how the vesicles are formed in the first place. We have to figure out how we can isolate them effectively, characterize them, and also make sure we can count them in a consistent manner. We have to recognize preclinical factors, factors such as age or sex or time of the day that the vesicles are obtained and how these might influence on the content or size or quantity of the vesicles. And then we need to also have methods that are sensitive enough to be able to detect the vesicles.
0: And how about therapeutic use? Are the barriers similar in regard to potential therapeutic use? This is
1: another really exciting area with regards to extracellular vesicles. The therapeutic uses primarily reflect the use of vesicles for drug delivery, although in some situations, such as vesicles from stem cells, they may have beneficial reparative properties of their own. This is a really exciting area. The therapeutic use of extracellular vesicles for drug delivery has several advantages. These are biocompatible, they're endogenous molecules, they have low immunogenicity, they have an innate ability to be able to interact with target cells and to be taken up by these cells. But as you've noted, as with their potential use as biomarkers, there are several challenges. And some of the challenges that we do need to define the optimal types of vesicles that could be useful for therapeutic purposes. We need to make sure we can isolate and maintain the desired function and potency. And we need to be able to make sure that we can generate adequate vesicles for therapeutic purposes or scale up their production. So many challenges, many areas that need to be worked out before we can start to use extracellular vesicles as therapeutics.
0: Finally, Where is research into extracellular vesicles headed? What's next? This field is
1: moving very, very fast. There is a lot of research that's being done in different physiological and pathophysiological settings to understand the specific roles that extracellular vesicles may have in given disease processes. There's also a lot of progress that's being made in the use of extracellular vesicles for therapeutic purposes as well as for biomarkers. And so some of the areas that there's very active investigation is how can we detect extracellular vesicles, do we have techniques that would have appropriate sensitivity to be able to detect them, and uh, how can we analyze the content, recognizing that extracellular vesicles are heterogeneous, there's a variety of different types of vesicles, and the content might be reflective of their role in normal physiology or in disease processes. So being able to not only detect but analyze the specific content of vesicles that are associated with a specific cell type or a disease setting is going to be important if we're going to make the associations with disease. And then finally, as we develop these techniques and capabilities, we'll need to move on to clinical validation in you know, appropriate studies. So. There's a lot of investigation that's being done. We're still in, I I would say, the very early days of understanding the specific roles of extracellular vesicles in human disease, but the field is moving very fast, and I'm really confident that uh, we will see much progress on the use of extracellular vesicles into clinical practice in the coming years.
0: Thank you, Dr. Patel.